Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Let's give the Lord a great hand, everybody. Come on, let's give the Lord a great hand. Come on, can we give the Lord a really, maybe a shout even, come on. Come on, Lord, you're worthy, Lord, you're worthy. We praise you, God. We honour you, God. We lift you up, Lord. Thank you, God. Well, so good to have you here on Vision Sunday. And uh, we're really excited for 2022. And I know already we've been talking about that and kicking off. We're really excited for what God is going to do in your life, through your life, through our church through all of us together, and uh, I know it's going to be good because last night the neighbours had a party, one o'clock, three o'clock, and I knew it must be Vision Sunday, because every time you got to do the key stuff, uh, you've got your neighbours going. So I know God's going to talk to you, and I know He's going to speak to you, because He's got a, he's got a plan for us together, which is really, really powerful. Spencer just mentioned uh, Tuesday night the prayer meeting is going to be happening. The last prayer meeting was so powerful. Honestly, position yourself in prayer. We're going to have some of our team coming in from around Germany, Zambia, Melbourne. Some of those guys are going to be online with us as well. That's going to be very powerful. So you want to be here for that. But if you don't pray, nothing's going to happen. But when we pray, God hears us. And, uh, and firstly, too, it also changes you. Prayer changes you, which is so important. But then also God is working to bring an outcome in our lives. And uh, if you had a look around in your seat today, you should have got also a little card nearby on, on the seat. Try and have a look at when later. Not necessarily now, please. I'm preaching. So no, but <laughs> I'm having fun. But um, uh, on there, it's got I'm believing, uh, sorry, in miracle territory and I'm believing for. Can I ask you, ask the Lord what to believe for. Sometimes we're writing down what we want. We don't ask the Lord first. Say, Lord, what should I believe for? Show me what to do. Because uh, I've discovered over many years, sometimes um, God didn't answer my prayer the way I wanted Him to. But what I did discover is He had a better idea of what I really needed. So God answered me eventually, but it was better than what I would have come up with. So get hold of that and that would be great. And uh, yeah, so we're really, really excited and um, uh, just believing that we as a church are on the verge of great new miracle territory. We saw miracles last year, a whole lot of things were happening towards the end of the year, but we're believing this year to really enter into miracle territory together. Don't go alone. Don't go alone. Go together is where the power is in Jesus' name. So why don't you just, um, if you want, uh, want to put a hand on a friend's shoulder, you don't have to. If you've got somebody near, if you haven't got anybody you'd like to do that with, you don't have to, that's if you'd like to. Or uh, your part, yeah, partner, just whatever. But let's just pray for one another because we really need God's vision. We need God's plan. We need what God wants to do in us and through us. So let me just pray for everybody right now. Lord, I just pray for all of us right now, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, let your hand be on every person, every life, every single person, every couple, every family. Thank you, Lord, that we are part of one great big family. None of us are on our own. We're in this together. We're in it together with you, Lord. And I pray, Father, right now for every home. Let every home be blessed. Let every home have peace. Let there be freedom in homes. 
Lord, I pray anybody who's not well right now in our church and Father in our service this morning, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let them be healed. Father, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, let them be healed. Father, and I just pray any symptoms, anything that's assailing them now, long-term sickness, let that be broken in the name of Jesus. Let that break off them now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, healing from the top of their head right to the soles of their feet. Father, let them be well. Let them be blessed. Father, I pray faith. Fill everybody with great faith, Lord, in this season right now. Great faith. And I declare, Lord, over their life, Father, their purpose and plan that you have for them in your house and the purpose and plan you have for them out of the house. This is the year, Lord, for us to find out what's our calling in His house, what's His calling out of the house. And Father, as we do, I thank You for incredible miracles, Lord, in Your people. But Father, also I pray incredible miracles through us into our local community here, and then Father, out into the world as You lead us and guide us. Bless everybody, Father, and fill us with new fire, new faith, new hope, new joy, new peace. Fill everybody, Father, and we just give You thanks and praise for it right now. In the name of Jesus, and everybody who agreed with that together at Global Heart Church said, Amen. Let's give the Lord a great hand, church. Give the Lord a great hand. Can we just sing the end of Victory Belongs to Jesus for one minute? Just go into the chorus. Can we just close our eyes and just let the guys lead us for a moment, but then just join in and declare it? I just want us to really declare, Victory belongs to the Lord, everybody. There's victory to be had. Victory for your life, victory for our church. Whatever you're, whatever you're dealing with right now, somebody here right now, you've got a real problem going on. Listen, I know somebody who's a problem solver. His name is Jesus. I know somebody who's a problem solver. His name is Jesus. Come on, I know somebody who's a problem solver. His name is Jesus. So as we sing, and as these, these guys are gonna lead us, just to clear over your own life, Lord, thank you. That problem is being solved right now. Come on. Come on, let's tell him, everybody. Let's tell him. For victorious, forever we win. Come on. I find my victory in you. You will. Come on, he's going to deliver us. Come on.
Thanks for the victory, Lord. Father, fill us with great faith for the victory that you have ahead for us. And Lord, we declare it does belong to you and it is all from you. And Lord, we just say we're so grateful today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Give the Lord one more hand, everybody. Come on, give the Lord one more hand. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Going to go to Numbers chapter 13, everybody. Numbers 13, verse 26. Also, throughout the seats, there's some honey because God is calling you to go to the land of milk and honey. And I think they even got that flowing behind me. The land of milk and honey is just nearby. Numbers 13, powerful passage. God told Moses to send spies out into the land that he was uh, calling his people to enter the promised land. And uh, in this passage, we're going to read that they went out and what they discovered and what they came back with is they obeyed God and went into the land that God had told them to go. Numbers 13, verse 26, it says this, Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, nectar honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified, they're large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak who were the giants there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, these are all enemies of God's people. The Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who'd gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. They gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is the land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Then we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Everybody, this passage is really talking to all of us spiritual truth 2,000 years later, actually longer than two, more like four thousand years later, talking to us about the fact that God has planned for His people to enter into the promised land. There's a promised land for your life. Can I just encourage you, if you're a Christian, many times Christians don't know what their promised land it looks like. Uh, I've met people go to church for years, have no clue what it looks like. Listen, for every believer, here's what the promised land looks like. First off, for you in your own life, it's emotional, it's physical, it's relational, relational, it's relational, Firstly with God, then with people. What else did I say? It's financial. It's financial. God wants to prosper you. Hello, bless you to be a blessing. Bless you to be a blessing. And number one is spiritual relationship with God. God wants, that's your promised land, all those areas. What are most people in the world not prospering in? Emotional area, spiritual area, (laughs) physical area, financial, relationships. God says, that's the promised land I'm firstly gonna take you to is in those areas. And don't be put off when there is uh, giants in the land. What is that? Obstacles. Don't be put off 
want to encourage you in the era we're living in the world right now, don't be put off. There's obstacles. But God is with us and God says, I'll be with you. If you walk with me, I'm with you. Right now, our team in Melbourne, lots of challenges going on there. They go over to start church. COVID and everything hits. And uh, this week, half of our team have had COVID in Melbourne. And, uh, but I love it. Talking to Pastor Eli, he's just got over it. And he's like, we're good. <laughs> we're strong. We're ready to go. And, uh, you know, I love the media. You know, this, look, it, it is serious for some people. But for a whole lot of people, it is not. But we need to, you would think everybody's dropping down the streets, right? Wherever you go, this is going to drop down. He's, he's sick and telling me, we're good. <laughs> can't wait for the weekend. I said, we well, can't be this weekend. <laughs> but he can't wait. He's ready. Faith. And I was getting strength from him. Yet half their team has been unwell. And yet there's strength coming from here. I love it. I was like, you are going to be blessed, mate. Because of the faith coming from you in the midst of that challenge. Everybody, God wants you to not look at the obstacles, but He wants you to realize there is a land that flows from milk and honey ahead if you don't move. If you're not moved. Too many Christians are so easily moved on everything. Move from a home group, move from a city, move from a job, move from a marriage, move from a family, move from a church. When really the reality is, most of us get right to the point of God about to do a miracle, number one, first miracle in you. A breakdown is often a breakthrough with a cloak over it. I can't go on anymore. Well, then stand your ground with God. And in about three months time or six months time, you look back and go, wow, I'm a different person. What happened there? Because a breakdown is actually a breakthrough with a cloth over it. It's disguised. So God wants us to be faithful. And when I had a little study in the milk and honey, it actually is an animal product and a plant product. And if you look into it, in the history of it, it actually talks about completeness and harmony. Completeness and harmony. Well, the promised land for you is completeness and harmony. Isn't that, I like that. Because so many people, we're not complete. There's, we feel, you know, we feel scattered. We feel all over the place. We feel missing, missing pieces. We feel... I'm confused, we feel like that's not right, that's not good, and I don't feel peaceful. And then milk and honey, actually, when you're looking at me, it's completeness and harmony. God said, I'm going to complete you. Where's all the broken people came into God's house in pieces, and now God's put, well, actually, God doesn't just put your pieces together. I like it. He takes out the old pieces, put in brand new pieces, and says, boom, 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 you'll be brand new. And so years later, as stayed in God's house, Whole lot of completeness now. Whole lot of harmony. Not perfect. I'm not perfect. There's no perfect people. There's only a perfect God. But you can certainly be coming to a place of completeness and harmony as you serve the Lord and as you enter into the promised land. So I'm believing that we are going into miracle territory as a church. Oh, as a church and as a people. And uh, I love it. Matthias this week, I told him, well, I told him a little while ago that our theme for the year is miracle territory. And then he messaged me this week and said, they've been looking at a building because they're going to have to uh, get a new building and the season we're in at some stage coming up. And he said that the name on the building, he couldn't believe it. He was awake early just thinking about it. But the name on the building in German, when you translated it to English, it was pretty well miracle territory. And he said, I just can't believe it <laughs> that we're looking at this is the next step. And suddenly uh, it actually translates miracle territory. Listen, God is trying to say something. He's trying to say something, everybody. Go ahead in the miracle territory. 
And I love Caleb because he said, come on, let's go up at once. Let's take possession of this. Let's get together. Let's get ourselves together because we are well able to overcome. You know, some of you, when you came into God's house, you weren't able to overcome anything. Some of you right now, if you're new to the things of God, you feel very weak. You don't feel like you can overcome. I get that. I was like that. But now I go, wow, I am, I've got, I believe, an overcoming spirit, an overcoming heart. And uh, so is Sue, my wife, who's, you know, Sue's a beautiful, gracious person. But when it comes to the kingdom and it comes to protecting you, protecting God's house, protecting her children, that woman can pull up the goods. And yeah, you need to look out because she'll pull up the goods and God wants you to be that person that right now you say, right, whatever I've got that the Lord's done in my life, pull up courage, pull up strength, pull up faith. Come on, you gotta pull it up. Sometimes, mom, you need to pull it up when your husband's not pulling it up. Come on, some of you girls, pull it up. If he's not pulling up, you pull it up. And you declare, as for me and my household, we'll serve the Lord. We need, we need to be clearing that because there is a promised land that's so fantastic for you and for your future in Jesus' name. Now, I talked about an internal promised land, but there's also a promised land as a church, which is about taking territory, seeing people in the community getting saved, getting healed, getting free. I love Tenacious House. Any of the guys here? Awesome. Our ministry there, fantastic. Seeing men be given great opportunity to have a new life and, uh, you know, get free from addiction and, and issues. Fantastic. And so we're doing this. So the promised land is also, it's people coming into God's kingdom. It's, it's the kingdom expanding here, ducking over to Melbourne, the midst of challenges, planting churches, buying land in Zambia. All of this is taking territory, but you should never be put off if you have a giant, an obstacle. Don't ever be put off if you have an obstacle, whatever the obstacle is. Say, Lord, help us to stand right now in the midst of the challenges. And Caleb said, we can, we can, uh, we can well do this. It's fine. Let's go. And, but the other 10 spies gave a bad report. Discussed every obstacle. Discussed the giants. You ever had friends like that? They point out everything that's not working, everything that goes wrong, everything that's gone wrong, everything that will ever go wrong in the last 50 years, everything that will go wrong in the next 50, 50 years to come. You're like, oh, for heaven's sake. Come on, let's say something positive here. Come on, we need to be that person and we need to have friends like that because it says here, those who were describing the giants, it says, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight and we became, sorry, in our own sight and so we were in their sight. What is the revelation of that? How you see yourself is how the devil sees you. How you see yourself is how the devil sees you. Oh, I'm just a grasshopper. Oh, I've come from a bad family. Oh, I've got problems. Oh, I'm not totally right with God. Oh, and the devil goes, yeah, that's right. He'll nail you forever. You need to stop and go, hang on a minute. I need to change my confession. I'm God's son. I'm God's daughter. I'm, <laughs> I'm loved. I'm overcoming. Listen, by the way, God would rather an imperfect son or daughter than no son or daughter at all. Everybody who think God doesn't want you because you're imperfect, listen, God would rather an imperfect you, an imperfect you, than not you at all. Just give your imperfections to God and say, Lord, help me with this. But say, begin to declare who God says you are 
And then in actual fact, you're changing your insight, but the devil gets worried too. The devil is ticked when you begin to declare who you are in God. Some of you have got that already. Some of you got up this morning and the devil's like, oh, no, not you. You're awake. <laughs> the devil, you, need, you need to trouble the devil's kingdom. Come on, you need to trouble the devil's kingdom. Come on, trouble the devil's kingdom. That's what you need to be doing. Give him trouble. Let him be worried that you got up. Where he goes, oh, she's awake. And you're like, after I've fed the kids, after I've got them ready for school, after I take them to school, you mums, you say, then I'm into my prayer time. Look out, devil. <laughs> you need to worry him because you know God's hand is on you mightily. Listen, everybody, in 1 Samuel 10, it talks about the spirit that came on Saul. Do you know in history, the Bible teaches us that, you know, the two kings that Samuel anointed, uh, one was Saul, who, good-looking dude, you know, the Bible talks about he had everything going in the natural. God anoints him, uh, and then the Bible tells us that God actually says he regretted that he ever made him king. Can you imagine having God say that about you in the Scripture? I, ever, I regret I ever put you in that position. And so under Saul, the kingdom was the tragic kingdom. I don't want to use it, but it rhymes. But under David, it became the magic kingdom. And the kingdom under David wasn't perfect, but the reality was he had a humble heart. He had a soft heart towards God. And uh, when you look at Saul, who God regretted, you know, making him king, um, the Bible says at first in 1 Samuel 10, you guys got that scripture. It says, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, talking of Saul, and you will prophesy them and you'll be changed into a different person. I love that. You'll be changed into a different person. Everybody, you're going to be changed into a different person. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, for all of us who didn't come from a Christian background, the Holy Ghost comes on you and you're changed into a different person. Some people here who are fearful and insecure, you are now doing things that you would never dream that you would do. You would think, I would never do that. I can remember saying to Sue years ago, before we did uh, Just For Her conferences, the women's conferences, I said to Sue years before that, I think you're gonna speak one day and communicate. And Sue said to me, you know, be a, speak at church and things. She said, no, I won't be. And I said, no, I really think, I think you're gonna be good. I think God's gonna use you there. She said, he's not. And I said, oh no, I really think, she said, look, it's not gonna happen. And then I said, oh, okay. Lord, do your work. Anyway, <laughs> And then down the track, one day Sue says, well, then down the track, then she ended up, you know, doing different things and doing different things. And then they end up asking her to lead the women's ministry. And she said, I'll stand until the right person comes along. And I was like, well, 18 years later, <laughs> Sue, who was, you know, she's always been friendly and quiet and bubbly, but she didn't want to be on the stage. She still doesn't. But she does it because she was changed by the Holy Spirit to bring something that was missing and needed in the body of Christ. Listen, you'll be changed by the Holy Spirit. Some of you right now, don't give up because you're not yet changed. Keep saying, Lord, change me, grow me, anoint me. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll be changed. Listen, Global Heart Church, we came together. We've come together from the, around the world, different ages, different nationalities, different countries. And the Holy Spirit's coming on us in 2022. And God says, you'll be changed. You'll be changed. Where you've been weak, I'm gonna make you strong. You're going to be changed in Jesus' name. But you know, Saul was changed, but he just couldn't get, couldn't uh, get his heart right in the area of humility. And it starts with insecurity. Can I encourage everybody to give your insecurities to God? Don't talk about who you aren't. Don't talk about your failures to God. Don't talk about what you can't do. Give it all to God. 
because insecurity brought him to a place of where he's neurotic of the new king coming up and uh, he became trying to kill him. And then he, he actually was absolutely taken over by jealousy and pride. But if we're going to go forward, everybody, in the promised land, Global Heart Church has got to get that God has called us to humility. Humility is not putting yourself down, it's lifting Jesus up. Humility is not putting yourself down, it's lifting Jesus up. So we're going to say, Lord, help me to lift you up, but to get a right thinking about myself. James 4.10, humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up with honour. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up with honour. Interesting that Saul, when he died, he died on Mount Gilboa. Sometimes you've got to look a little bit further into the Scripture to go, what's happening there? Well, Mount Gilboa, actually, it actually means, Gilboa, low and barren range. So Saul, who started out full of potential, full of possibility, didn't add humility. He ended up low and barren. Listen, pride will take you low and cause you to be barren. God doesn't want you low. He doesn't want you barren. We just read it in James 4. He wants you lifted up. And so I love it with Joshua and Caleb, you got the 10 spies who are like, oh, there's giants there. Oh, there's obstacles there. Oh, this is gonna go wrong. It's gonna go so bad. And then Caleb and Josh come in, let's go. We can do this. Let's take it. And I looked into their names too, and I love it. Joshua's name means God is deliverance. God is our deliverer. God is your deliverer. You might have had somebody invite you to church. You may have had a Christian talk to you sometime. You may have had a leaflet come into your letterbox. You may have had the internet, suddenly you saw a Christian thing. Can I encourage you, all of that may have occurred, but behind it is God. It's God, no doubt about it. God came to me at that moment when I was 18. God came to Sue, well, he came at 17, I just ignored that for a while. But God came to Sue, came to her. But we both had a point where we went, this is God. We removed people from this, the deal. Some of you got people far too in focus. No, no, no. We removed and said, this is God. God's coming to us. God's coming to us. God's coming to us. Listen, God's come to you. God's come to you. God's coming to you. God's coming to you. And so why was He coming? To deliver us from brokenness. To deliver us from our sin. To deliver us from an eternity without Him. To deliver us from fear. To deliver us from failure. To deliver us from generational bondage. Gosh, you see that? You will see uh, in a family alcoholism and you'll see the alcoholism go through to the great-grandchildren. You'll see immorality. Everybody in our family breaks up their marriages. I wanna tell you, that's just not normal. That's spiritual. You'll see these children, the grandchildren, everybody breaks their marriage. The enemy gets holds on families. And then God says, I am the God of deliverance. I'm gonna deliver you from that. And I'm gonna start a new generation. I'm gonna start a new generation. So Sue and I, from such brokenness, such terrible childhoods, in one generation, we watched our boys give their life to Christ. Now they're all walking in their own fantastic relationship with the Lord and walking in God's purpose. So I wanna encourage all the parents again, it's not about getting your children to church, that's 101. It's about helping through discussion, prayer, example, getting them into their destiny. Caleb means, you ready for this? Caleb, who God says in His Word, uh, Numbers 14, verse 24, my servant Caleb, because he's got a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit that land. My servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and followed me fully. What's, a, what's the different spirit? What is God talking about? 
Let's look at Caleb's name. Names in the Bible always meant something, and they always represented something about that person's character. Listen, Caleb means faithful, followed wholeheartedly, devoted. The different spirit that every Christian needs to realize is the missing spirit in the church, and the missing spirit in many of us is the Caleb spirit of faithful. Faithfulness. It means that you are somebody as a Christian who will stand firm, whether the weather's hot, whether the weather's cold, whether life's working, whether you're offended by somebody. By the way, offense is always about control. If you're offended, you're trying to control people. <laughs> Got to get that out. Everybody gets it wrong. They think it's something else. I'm not offended. And that's 40 years. Why am I not offended? I'm not trying to control your response to me. So he's faithful. So Christians need to say, Lord, help me to have a different spirit by being faithful. If you're leading a home group, you're faithful. If you're asked to do something in God's kingdom, you're faithful. Follow through is the miracle ingredient in the gold people in the kingdom. That they follow through on what they say. Faithfulness through great difficulties. I grew up in unfaithful family, unfaithful people, unfaithful father, uh, totally unfaithful. So that was in me and I had to give it to God to say, Lord, help me to stay faithful. And so now Sue and I be in the church 40 years, be in this church 23, the other years, is that right? Yes, and the other years growing up in church from 18 to 25, then, build, then being in a church, then building churches, establishing churches, but we're still here. We're still here. And the Bible says that that spirit is the spirit that God blesses. It's a different spirit. God loves a faithful spirit. I wanna just say I thank God for our leadership team here, our pastoral team, because my goodness, you're a great faithful bunch of diamonds. That's what I'll say there. Come on, give them a big hand. But stay humble, because you still got 50 years to go. We need to say, Lord, help me to get faithful. Wholehearted means you're not living in departments. How many Christians around the world? Oh my gosh, I was one of them. I had departments. When I first got saved, here's my department for church on Friday night. Here's my department when I meet my unsaved friends. Here's my department at work. I'm like this with them. I'm like that with them. I'm like that with you. I'm like, I'm like that when I come to church. When I came to church, I learned to say, just say, bless you. I learned that. Bless you. That was my Christian department. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> Then I'd have my selfish department, then my department that I'm not being serving or helping anybody or doing. I had all this. And then the Lord said to me, Jared, I need you to be wholehearted. I need you to be wholehearted. And I'm like, wholehearted? What do you mean, Lord? He's like, no compartments. Give me your heart. Whoa. Now that looks scary, but it's actually freeing. When you give your whole heart to God, God begins to move and I, you have a peace and a freedom and a joy, and you hear the voice of the Lord so beautifully that you didn't hear it before. If you're living in compartments, everybody, you'll be living in the desert. It'll be dry, it'll be barren, and it will be annoying. And you'll be like, Lord, why am I hearing from you? And he goes, because I don't know who you are right now. <laughs> Lord, I'm not hearing from you. I don't know which department I'm talking to. <laughs> who are you today? The Lord's saying, where are you today? <laughs> I, I don't know what I, who I'm dealing with here. And we gotta say, Lord, help me now. All the doors open on my compartments. Door open, door open, door open, open door, open door, open door. This is me. 
God goes, thank you. I'm going to give you a different spirit now. You're going to be faithful. What does that mean? You're going to be full of faith for the great things of life. I'm going to give you, I'm going to anoint you for the, the miracles in Jesus' name. By the way, you know the 10 spies who saw the giants and the obstacles? None of them have named in the Bible. Can you imagine getting up to heaven, you arrive? And they're like, who are you? <laughs> oh, I'm in that story, Numbers 14. Oh, the nameless ones. <laughs> you don't want to be nameless before God. You want God to know exactly who you are. That he finds in you a faithful man of God, a faithful woman of God, a faithful parent with your children. Faithful in kingdom things. And then God is able to do what he wants to do. I want to be mentioned. To be not mentioned, even your name got mentioned in the scripture. It's so awkward. You know, um, they were intimidated. Don't be intimidated, everybody. Don't allow intimidation in your life. I remember at school, certain people in high school, there were a couple of people I really like, oh, and they just affected my life. And, uh, and then after high school, I never saw them again. And even then, when I wasn't a Christian, I thought to myself, why did I give them so much attention? Some, some of us here right now, you have got people in your thinking right now, and they rule your thinking day and night. There is maybe one or two people right now, they rule your emotional area day and night. Listen, it's very difficult to go forward into the promised land when you've got one or two people ruling your thinking and your emotions. Do you know what? They will pass away. <laughs> they will be gone. You know, don't let a person take the place that is designed only for God. Your thinking, your heart, your spirit, don't give them that. Don't do it. You need to say, Mary, whoever you are, I don't know, whatever, let's come up with names. Mary Bell, I've got to come up with something. Jolene, let's come up with names that Aussies don't have. Um, if, if your name's Jolene, come and see me after, that'd be interesting. But... I'm not giving you that place in my thinking. I'm not giving you that place in my heart. I'm not giving you that place in my spirit. It's designed for Jesus. And you watch intimidation drop off. Don't be, don't be ruled by what people think. Live your life with what does God think. You know, um, faithfulness will produce bravery. Faithfulness will produce bravery. And I love Hebrews 10, 39 too, because it says, we're not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Don't turn away, everybody. Turn to Him. Another translation of that says, we are not of those who shrink back. This is not the day for you to shrink back. This is not the day for Christians to shrink back. Church, this is not the day for you to be lukewarm. It is not the day. On the planet for the church is not the day. I think the enemy is using it right now to work through the church. So you better make a decision. I'm not being moved because He'll move you if He can. So you gotta go, I am not shrinking back and let God fill you with boldness. To speak to all, you know, yeah. And look, we need that courage. As soon as we get out of this season, um, our church, we are definitely called to be establishing church families around the world. We will be doing, there'll be another one in Africa and there'll be another one in Europe. And uh, I know we are anointed for that. I know that our church is anointed to establish church families around the world. You know, and being faithful, I think it's one of the key things that Sue and I have been faithful, where we've been positioned, we've been faithful to it for years and decades. And, uh, but God gives you courage when you stay faithful. You stay faithful in God's house here. And whatever, talk to our team, what should I be involved in? What's my ministry in the house? We'll help you with that. 
you will be positioned for what God has ahead. You know, I saw that courage. I, I, uh, we had a pastor come to the conference here in Western Australia, and I'd been talking to uh, Pastor Spencer knew about it, and then I think some of our vision team, and then uh, this pastor starts talking here in Perth about a place in Europe, two places in Europe that he knows nothing of, and told me in Mandra, uh, after the meeting, God wants you to go here and here. I'd already discussed that with Pastor Matthias and our team. Now, for a pastor to say that, that's incredible. Anyway, so I go to uh, with Matthias to this city in Europe where they don't speak English much. So in Europe, I'm in this city with Matthias. Listen to this, everybody. If you step out and trust, I'm trusting God at higher levels now. You might be trusting God to go to home group. You might be trusting God to help serve at home group. I'm now at a different level to that. I was there. Let me help. Sue and I ran a home group, connect group, help us help serve and ushers. Now I'm at a different level. Now God's saying, now I've got you here. I need you to do other things. Start churches. I go there with Matthias. Matthias and I are talking in this city where they don't speak English much. And uh, I walked out in the street. I can't tell you the other story. That's going to take too long. But we're walking out in the street, and I knew God was in this place. And Matthias said to me, what's happening, Pastor Jared? There's something happening here in this city. And I said, I know. And I said, I, this pastor who's also, who doesn't know anything about what I'm doing, naming both places is just God. It's impossible. Anyway, so walking along in the town square, and we're both being very sober because already there was this touch of God in this place. And uh, I said to Matthias, Matthias, we should have stayed longer. Why did we just do one day? We should have stayed and had more time to pray together and everything here. It's just one day and uh, one night and one and a half days. It's not enough. We walked another 10 feet and a song starts in the town square. Very old town square starts playing in English. And I'm walking along and then I went, oh my gosh. I can hear the words of the song. And I went, I go, Matthias, either I'm losing my mind. Could you just tell me what that song's saying? And Matthias, our German pastor, who's German, goes, oh, Pastor Jared. He goes, oh my gosh, what's happening? I go, what is it saying, Matthias? The song said, don't just stay one day, stop and pray. <laughs> We're in an old town square in Europe where they don't speak English and one English song comes on. And then Matthias and I stood there together and Matthias is going, he's miming with it. Don't just stay one day, stop and pray. Oh my gosh, he goes, oh, Pastor, what's happening? What's happening? I said, oh no, Matthias, oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do this again. <laughs> the Lord backed it up. Faithful, back up. Faithful, supernatural. Now, I don't have to stir Matthias up now to do anything. I don't need to say, oh, come on, Matthias, we need this. He's like, I'm there. He saw that touch of God. Everybody, God has territory, miracle territory, not just for us in Perth, but in the nations of the world, in Jesus' name. Can somebody say amen to that? Can somebody say amen? Come on. Luke 9.62 says, No one having put his hand to the plough and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Everybody, some of you put your hand to the plough. Don't wobble it and look back. Don't look back to the world. Don't look back to yesterday. Don't look back to the past. Don't look back to what happened and upset you in church. Put your hand back on the plow. Put your hand back on the plow. Young parents, can I encourage you? We started a Friday night church. Who for? Particularly for you, but also for all of our young people, young adults, but particularly young parents, don't be backing out of Friday night church. 
Sue and I started that years ago. Why? Because we wanted our boys to have something exciting to go to on Friday night in God's house that would also help other youth in our community get saved and come into God's kingdom. Then when they went to high school, they didn't go to a Christian high school. So in high school, they were able to see, hello, the world, God's house. The world, God's house. And even when they were little, we encouraged them to start serving in the Sunday school and the kids' church and, you know, the Christ. I think they were carrying crayons. All of that set them up to love God, love His house, love you, and want to serve God. But too many parents have a child or two children. Soon I had no grandparents around. We didn't have any grandparents saying, oh, come in and look after the children while you do church. We didn't have any of that. Soon I had to get, okay, babe, let's get it. No grandparents around, it's you and me and the kids. Now, our kids are serving the Lord. I wanna encourage you, that service is for you. And by the way, many people around the world would kill to have a Friday night church where they could send their kids to, like you have. But many of us have, we drive 10 minutes and we can't make Friday night church 10 minutes away, probably because we're too familiar with it. We're too familiar with God, too familiar with His house. I hear, I'm gonna make a declaration, it's very powerful. When you have a baby, you don't die. When you have two children, you don't die, parents. When you have three, you don't die. Here's what you do. You say, kids, we're called as a family. Let's all get in the car. <laughs> and you fill up the car. <laughs> and you get them in there. And you lead by example. And then in the years to come, you're not at prayer meetings going, I need to bind the devil. Don't know what happened to my kids. I've got to bind the devil. Always attack them. Listen, if you're setting a sterling example for your children and you are following, you are leading them and you're talking about being called as a family and you position to serve in God's house, you will not be, be attacked by the enemy. Most of the times people who want the prayer because they're being attacked by the enemy need to slap themselves. <laughs> I'm so glad you came to church today. I think sometimes I'm more interested in your grandchildren than you are. I think sometimes I'm more interested in your children and grandchildren than you actually are. Some parents are more uh, are into their children loving them. I'm into anything that makes you love me, but I'm not actually into you fulfilling your calling in God. It's more important that you just love me. I think I may be into that more than you. Think about that. Think about it. That's a big thing. Think about it. Is Pastor Jared more interested in my grandchildren serving the Lord than me? Possibly, yes. Let's make a change, everybody. Put your hand back to the plow and realize as Ephesians says, now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that you can ask, think, or imagine. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, but we need to say, Lord, I'm here. I'm faithful. I'm gonna honor what you put in my church, what you put in my hand, who you put around me. God, I'm gonna honor it. And as you do, just watch what happens as God begins to take you. Where? Into the promised land. Just stand up, because I'm just gonna declare over you, you're going to the promised land. Come on, I want you to declare it. I want you to speak it out. I'm going to the promised land for my life. Come on, devil, you can, tell the devil, be quiet right now. And you just need to declare over your own life, I'm going. You're going to the promised land. You're going to the promised land. You're going to the promised land. Your children are going to the promised land. Your children are going to the promised land. Your grandchildren are going to the promised land. Come on, you declare it. Your grandchildren are going to the promised land. You're gonna have the promises. What the devil meant for evil, God's gonna turn around for good. What the devil meant for evil, God is gonna turn around for good. You're gonna be have completeness and harmony. 
Over there, completeness and harmony. In the front, completeness and harmony. Over on the side, you are going to have completeness and harmony. Our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that you can think, ask, or imagine. Can somebody at Global Heart Church say yes? Come on, say yes. Come on, say yes. We didn't, can I, can you, on the count of three, can you just say to God, yes, here we go. One, two, three, yes. Now give him some praise. Come on, now give him some praise. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.